A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation about the innocuous, ordinary things that are meant to just relax you and help you find your way to sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. I'm the innocuously named Amanda Barker. What other synonyms are there for mundane? I don't know. Innocuous. Innocuous. I, I, Non-consequential. I yeah, that's a good one. Non-consequential. I really like that. Yeah. You know, mm. neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Come see, come saw. Yeah, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> I guess so. I guess that all works. We uh, did not... Um, Marco said to me, I don't know what we should talk about. And I said, why don't we just turn the mics on and start talking? I feel like I've talked about every innocuous thing possible. It's one of the most challenging things about the podcast. I feel like I have yet to begin. Well, then I, I, throw, <laughs> I throw the ball into your court and see. Well, I'm going to talk about what I was saying two seconds before you turn the microphone on, which is I have a bone to pick with Jeopardy. Here we go, folks. Sit I hope back, this is relax. not. I hope this is innocuous enough and make not, it as relaxing as possible. Yeah. So Jeopardy is a relaxing show, ultimately, and I think that's why I have really started to enjoy it as much as I have. So when I was young, Jeopardy would be on, you know, while my dad was cooking dinner, sure. which we had a few years where my, my dad was um, home with us more than he wasn't. And um, so he would take care of dinner or at the very least follow the the well-laid plans my mom had left out for him. And um, it was on with like reruns of MASH, which he would watch a lot of reruns I of, love MASH. of the Brady Bunch and Three's Company, which we would watch a lot of. And Jeopardy kind of found its way into all of that. But for me as a kid, I did not like the game show Jeopardy because it was really all kind of above my head. Right. It's really not. I, I hear families playing Jeopardy, but I don't know any kid that, well, I shouldn't say that because our niece really loves Jeopardy, doesn't she? I used she? to love it as a kid too. Oh, did you I did. It? Yeah. I used to watch it with my folks. But wouldn't you get frustrated if you didn't know the answers? No, I knew the answers. I guess I just was, we were not the same kind of child. No, I, I mean, I was pretty good. There was categories yeah. that I loved, but I love. Our niece is like that. Yeah. I love uh, games. Mm -hmm. So for me, and and you know this, Amanda knows this about me. I love game shows. I tend to watch a lot of game shows or I enjoy a lot I of game shows. I love game shows too. What do you think my favorite game show is? I always think it's the whammy one. 
I did love that as Press a kid. Your luck, Press yeah. your luck. But my ultimate favorite game show? I'm trying to think. Really? I thought you'd know this um, instantly. Well, one of mine is $100,000 Pyramid, so I don't know if that one's yours. I liked that one okay. a lot as a kid, but that wasn't my favorite. Um, but is that your is that your favorite one? Uh, Jeopardy is my favorite. But oh, that, okay. Yeah, Jeopardy I is... Thought, what is it called? A hundred thousand dollar pyramid? Yeah, I like that a lot. Didn't change over? Yeah, it the used years? to be when I was a kid. It was twenty five thousand dollar pyramid, and then it got to a hundred thousand dollar. Dick Clark used to be the host of was it. Was it out? Did it ever stop at fifty or seventy five? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, my goodness, I don't know if it was a gradual scale. But Dick Clark was the host when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Then Donny Osmond ho- hosted it for a while. I remember that. Yeah, and I liked all the hosts. To be honest with you, M- Michael Strahan is the current host He's of it. Great. He is great. I like him a lot. Yeah. So that's your favorite, what or is Jeopardy's your favorite? Jeopardy, and then if you're talking like, com- yeah, then then the Pyramid would be my next. So my favorite is The Price is Right. Oh, that's right. Of course it is. Yes. By by like a million. I mean, there's nothing that comes close for me to The Price is Right. For I me, that's not a game the... show, though. But I guess what? it is. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because there's no competitive. For me, I like. Oh, that's you probably know. why I like it. Yeah. It's all about like guessing the price of things. Yeah. Well, because it's one at a time. It's the person against the game. Sure. Versus people competing against each other. I mean, I guess they are competing against each other in contestants row. Now, I don't know. We do have worldwide listeners, so I'm starting to wonder if I'm pigeonholing us no, a bit. No, but no, not at do, all. Do people watch The Price is Right all over the world? I don't oh, know. The Price is Right is a game show that is featured all over the world. Is it? Yeah. Um there's a great documentary on Netflix about the Price is Right and about one contestant who made it a like decades long study, and he would line up because it's not like this now, but it's only just recently that they've changed it. But it used to be that you would line up, get interviewed in line, and then out of the three hundred people in the audience or whatever it was get chosen, right? Mm-hmm. And they would say, come on down. And so he would do this on a very habitual basis. And he made Excel spreadsheets and charts and graphs where he learned prices of things he, he and became an expert, an expert, and also in, in how to get on the stage and all of that. So he played once and then because he played once, they kept letting him come back in the audience, but they wouldn't call him down. So right. he became known among, there was a community of people in The Price is Right. And so they all started to know him, like the audience people that would show up every day. Sure. And so they would turn to him. So there's a lot of footage of them turning to him and him giving like exact pricing and right. stuff. And then I think he did win all of them at one point. And we have a very dear friend who listens to this podcast, Nima Karazi. Am I allowed to say his name? Yes, he's been on the podcast. He's a wonderful guest. He was a contestant on The Price is Right. He's, Am I allowed to say how I, he did? I think I think you you must at this point. But yes, he was a guest on The Price is Right. So again, I don't know if this is innocuous enough for listeners, but for me, this is what I think about when I go to sleep. I'm on The Price is Right. I'm the first one called to contestants row 
And this okay. was Nima's journey. He was the first one called to contestants row. The trip, it was a trip that they bid on, which is never what they bid on. It's always it's like, rare, yes. you know, a wallet or a vacuum or something. A scooter of some sort. Yeah. Well, he bid on a trip to Las Vegas, got close closest to it and won it. That's correct. Because you win it when you get close and then you get to come up on stage. And it's sort of a tiered system, isn't it? So then he played the game. He did. He won the game. Very well. The very first game. He won a rowing machine, shoes and purses. Designer shoes and purses. uh, And a trampoline. That's correct. All things that are not, I think they have the rowing machine, but they're they're trying to find a home for the shoes and purses, and they live in a condo with no backyard, so they do not have a place for the trampoline. I don't think it's fair to say they don't have a backyard because they have a pool that they share. Oh, they have tons of space, but it's... And it's a beautiful space. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gorgeous. Beautiful pool. Um, no, it's just, it's a shared space. So unless they'd have to get all of the condo people to vote on having a shared trampoline right. in the space. Which I think is fair. Well, they could, I suppose. Anyway, I think they've sold that. I'm not sure. But um, so he won all that. Then you go at the end of each showcase, you get to... Spin the wheel. That's right. He was the first one, or the last one, to spin the wheel, I think, because he had won so much. Okay, I don't know where he was in the lineup, if he was one, two, or three. Anyway, he got to go into the showcase showdown. But before he did that, as the wheel is spinning, Mm -hmm. the person who spun the wheel, in this case, our friend Nima Karazi, you're able to send a shout-out to your friends and family. That's right. And he... Gave us a shout out. He gave us a shout out to and Amanda w- and Marco. And it was a wonderful moment. I can't even tell you how loud we were when we saw that. We live um, filmed us watching yeah. it. And uh, yes, it, and was, it was wonderful. It was a wonderful moment. So then he won that. Then he made it to the showcase showdown. I think the person passed, so he bid. I think that's what happened. The other person had one more. So I, don't, he, passed, I don't recall so that. Bid. I don't know. I can't remember anyway. I don't know. Or maybe he passed on the first one. I don't know. He won. He won the showcase show. He won the showcase show. He won every single thing he did. It was wonderful. It was my dream. It was wonderful. It was my dream. It was absolutely wonderful. And he won. Do you remember what he won? He won a trip to uh, the Grammys. Well, which was down the street. It's in LA, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it was in Los Angeles. But he did won they a trip. go though? I don't remember ever hearing that they went to the Grammys. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe next. I think they did. This year? Next year? I'll have to confer on that. Then they won a trip to Chicago, which is what I was thought you were going to say. No. They won a, sh- a yeah, trip. Yeah, that's right. They yeah. won a trip to Chicago, the Grammys, and they won a brand new car. That's right. A car. That's right. They won a car. It's wonderful. And they're driving around and it has a license plate saying, I won this on The Price is Right. Can you believe that? I got to sit in that car. Yeah, we both did. Yeah. We got to sit in a Price is Right car. Pretty great for a free car. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my dream is to win all those things. It's the most exciting thing I can imagine. Um, So I guess it's not an innocuous thing, but it's a hopeful and comforting idea for me. Fun little things that you'd get to win um so that is my favorite my favorite game show fun funnily enough 
I was on a version of The Price is Right. That's right. Do you want to explain to everybody what happened? So we went to Vegas with Amanda and her folks one year for Christmas time, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. I can tell you it was Christmas of 2009. And there was a Las Vegas version of The Price is Right you could attend. It was Mm -hmm. like a live show, not Mm -hmm. televised, but you could win prizes. And so we go. And Amanda was really excited. And I was like, oh. I was really excited. I was like, okay, that's this will be fun. But I wasn't so excited, but I, I thought it was a cool thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Amanda was acting a little bit strange in the lineup, but I then found out she was trying to seem very excited so that they would pick her. I knew that if I was excited that they wouldn't probably pick me they'd probably pick my friend because you and I know from improv rules you don't pick the crazy lady in the crowd you pick her friend right because then she'll go crazy in the crowd and get the crowd pumped right and so they didn't pick Amanda but they picked me I was trying to figure out what that noise was that's you doodling yeah and so they well, call. I'm just calling it out because we can hear it. If I can you hear can it, you can hear it. I can hear it through my headphones. I'm, I have a pencil that I was pencil doodling while oh, we were talking. Yeah. And anyways, pencil so, doodling. Pencil doodling. <laughs> and so they called my name to be in contestants row, and it felt like the world had stopped. Time had stopped. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And so when I watched The Price Is Right. I can I can understand why people seem so uh, disoriented when their name gets called. It's right. a very exciting moment, and so I run to contestants row, and they're as soon as you get there, they're showing the prize, but you're still trying to come back down to earth. Mm-hmm. So you're not quite you're not quite settled by the time they get to you and they ask you right. for your bid. Right. And I remember it was a outdoor patio. War- warmer those those they they look like poles that have a little roof on a it. heater a heater yeah thank you and you know that's usually the case i think in nima's case he was the ve- at the very so again that's mark okay, sorry. Okay. um he was at the very top of the show so he had four other people that had to come down to contestants row so he had time to like focus right and chill whereas in your case you didn't, I no. don't think. So when they showed this heater and they wanted me to bid, this is in U.S. prices. So I turned to my family, Amanda and her parents, hoping that they would help me. And they all just looked panicked and no one gave me any indication or help of my family. And I didn't know what to do. So I just bid my favorite number mm-hmm. because the the host, I don't even remember who he was. I think he was like a soap opera star. Yeah. Had to say to me, Marco, we need your bid. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I bid $333 because that's my favorite number. I don't, I don't think it was. A, was it a soap opera star? I think we think it was a soap opera star because we knew a soap opera star when we were on cruise ships. It was, I think it was a soap opera star. And he used to tell everyone that his headshot and resume, he had a talk back after his show, get to meet him. And he used to tell everyone in the crowd, and right now, my head, he said this all summer, my headshot and resume is on the desk for, for the, to possibly be the next host of The Price, the price is right. right. And everybody would do an ooh and ah, like, oh, you're going to, you're going to, that's going to be you. And of course it wasn't. It was Drew Carey, I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, anyway. 
So or maybe it was the Vegas one. I don't know. I bid $333 because my family did not help me at all. My apologies. And I was shouting things. I think. No, you weren't. Nobody, I looked over. Your parents looked frightened. And you just were stunned. And so I bet my, fav- bet my favorite number and I had overbid. Or, oh, I had, yeah. or I had underbid. I think you overbid. It was like 160 It was like really low. And I was like, really? All the prices on that one that you were on, that mm-hmm. fake one that you were on, were very low. And the right. thing about that one is, unlike the real one, well, maybe they do this in the real one now. That, but if the person, I think there was only one showcase at the end mm-hmm. and two people bid on it and they both bid over and it was like, okay, now we're done. Go back yeah. to gambling. Um, and the reason they both bid over was because there was a car, but the car was so cheap that... Inexpensive, yes. Yeah, yeah, inexpensive that it... Everybody would just bid over. Yeah, because you have to bid. It was like the an eight thousand dollar car. Or the retail price, not the actual price you would pay. Oh, was that something like the that. case? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They say actual retail price. Right. So, what so, does that mean, retail price? I guess the price that the a wholesale. No, I don't know, but it was a lot lower than you would think. I can't even remember. It was low. Yeah, it was low. And every all the products on that were low, and people would bid over, and then nobody would win them. That was, you know, it's Vegas. Yeah, so, and what's sad is, had I won and got to go up, mm-hmm. I think it was Plinko was the, was the game. Mm, was it? I think it was Plinko. Well, the other thing about the one you did, which is why it's a subpar prices, right, is... They wanted to include as many people as possible. That's right. So you didn't get to stay in the real one. You get to stay in contestants row. You might stay there the whole game or you just keep bidding until you get up on stage or you never do. Um, But you've got, if you go up at the beginning, like Nima did, then you have potentially six opportunities to get on that stage. Exactly. But they wanted to cycle through as many as they could. So they just kept bringing... um, however many it was, four or five people up each time. And then if you didn't get on stage, you went back into the crowd and they called up four or five different people. So again, it was a little bit different, your your version. I'll say this. I, I know I didn't win. I know I didn't get help from my family. I'm still a little bit bitter about that. Sorry about that. But I will say this. It was a lot of fun. I had a great time. I won't forget it. I can still recall the excitement of that moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we're talking about such exciting things on the podcast. Well, I know. You were getting excited about I actually want to talk about Jeopardy. Oh, yes. That's right. You have a lament. Amanda's lament a corner. lament. It's a lament. Well, I wanted to explore Jeopardy as a concept. But you, you started off by saying you have an issue. Yeah. We can keep raising the ante and disturbing our poor listeners if you want. I can go right into the issues if okay. you want. So my issue was that Jeopardy has, they often have a video category. And last week they had a video category with Ellie Kemper, who is the host of the brand new show, The Great American Baking Show, which was very welcome news. Because we're big fans of the British and the Canadian version. Which we've talked about many times. Yes. And that is a comfort watch of all comfort watches. That is the great British baking show is the most comforting thing you can watch. We've tried to watch the Irish one. We can't really get it. The Australian one. Mm -hmm. I wish they were available. If there was a baking show channel 
We would subscribe. We would certainly subscribe. We would to add it. that to our list of subscriptions. Yeah. We watched the Junior Baking Show. Love it. Amanda often cries during that one. I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're so sweet. They are sweet. So, um, they had a video category, and it was about the the brand new. And usually, they do this like they'll do this at least once a week to True. promote a new film or whatever. And so that's what they were promoting. So we we're very excited. But the video clues pertain to the show no problem so they're talking about things that they're that the contestants had to make or whatever but what they kept doing was showing the final judging of episodes so in this episode they had to make for example a low t versus a high t right you know a casual t so they showed the three contestants that were left at the end of the show being judged i couldn't believe it marco yeah because now when we go to watch it we know who the final three are because they showed it on jeopardy it's true i mean spoiler alert of spoiler alerts i couldn't believe it i don't know their names or anything they should have edited that part out or they shouldn't have showed that the person who did that didn't know what they were doing it's very clear to me that they didn't understand that they were revealing very key points of the show and didn't understand the fan base i suppose but um, so that is my bone to pick with Jeopardy. There you go. Um, but that said, we have become great fans. I have become, and this is what I wanted to say, uh, uh, I have an appreciation of Jeopardy as an adult that I did not have as a child. And unlike you, I didn't, as I've said, I didn't care for it as a child because it felt it might as well have been in another language. I never knew anything. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I might know about something, but that would be it. Whereas you can hook onto things and our niece yes you know if there's a greek mythology question or roman mythology she knows yeah it. that's her category she loves She's mythology good animals she loves animals science questions, science questions some sure. uh, geography questions she's quite good at as well so, um, and we, uh, people have met her cause she's been a guest on the show. That's true. And Amanda's really great at categories that deal with literature. Mm-hmm. That's an area where, where it's like, if it's, if there's a literature channel, uh, a chat, uh, sorry. Uh, yes. Let's get the literature channel. <laughs> the, if there's a literature category, you usually really excel there at There was at one point in Canada, something called book TV. Do you remember that? It was I do. Very short lived. It was a, for those in Canada, it was a Moses Snymer project Mm -hmm. which um he was quite a pioneer actually for so many different genres of tv and a lot of current tv is actually reality tv is influenced by some of the some of the things that he did in the back in the 80s truthfully i love watching jeopardy with you because every once in a while one of us will answer a question that the other is very surprised that. You had one the other day. I couldn't. I was like, "How did you know that?" Yours was the Sumerian one. You got the Sumerian one. Yeah, you didn't I know. Was I was like, so into it. Was Sumerian writing, and I, I was said, like, "Cuneiform," and he was like, what are you, "How did you know that?" How was that? It was seemed so random. My John Davis, my seventh grade um, uh, social studies teacher. He was an amazing teacher. Um, yeah, there's certain things that they love on Jeopardy that they keep coming back uh, to. They seem to love Alfred Lord Tennyson. Yes. They love Jane Austen. Mm-hmm. Anything by Shakespeare. Um, I've noticed a lot of Robert Frost. A lot of Robert Frost. When in doubt, just say Robert Frost. List, I can't properly say it, but the country of Lestut, 
Lestuto? Lestu- yeah, Lestuto. Lestu- I think it's Lestuto. Sure. I'm probably saying it wrong, but the country that's enveloped by South Africa, mm-hmm. that is an Lest- answer to a lot of questions. Lestuto. That's what it's spelt like, but I think it's pronounced Lestuto. Okay. Or Lestuto. Yeah, we'll learn it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, see? That's why we need Jeopardy. I got a final Jeopardy the other day that you were impressed with. And none of the ca- and none of the contestants. You yeah. often will get the final Jeopardy, and none of the contestants will get it. What's funny is when I was a child and I would watch it, the most frustrating thing for me was I could never get the final Jeopardy oh, questions. Really? And I think with age, you just learn more. Yeah, and, you just uh, know more. Yeah, and, and so I would love to be. See, where you would love to be a contestant on The Price is Right. I would love to be a contestant on Jeopardy. Would you know? I don't see. I feel like I'm yes, not. Would, yeah. I'm not learned enough. Oh, I don't think I'd win. I don't <laughs> think. I don't. Th- I don't think I'd be fast on the buzzer, and I don't. Yeah, think Yeah, that's I would, part of it, right? I it's not th- even about what you know. It's mm-hmm. just about getting on that buzzer. I don't think I'd. I'd respond correctly to most of them, but I would just like to be on it. But here's a fun thing that we like to do with Jeopardy. Mm -hmm. We like to, when the category for final Jeopardy comes up and, you know, they all bid on how much they're going to play on their final Jeopardy and, you know, it depends on how much they need, but also how much they know in that category. Right. So when it comes up, we try to guess what the question will be. So for example, if it's American history, you would say... Um, John Adams. Right. And I will say um, the Battle of Bunker Hill. And then we will, they're both Bostonian things, which by the way, they seem to love. Yeah, they do. Revolutionary stuff. Um, and uh, and we guess this before they reveal the yeah. actual question. And sometimes we're right. Sometimes, we get the answer yeah. right. Yeah. It'll be like Winston Churchill. And then it'll be like, this British prime minister, yeah. we'll look at each other. We're like, oh my right. goodness, we got it. From the category. So mm-hmm. that's a, a fun little game at home anybody mm-hmm. can play along with. I do enjoy Jeopardy. And we've had, there's been some wonderful champions over the last two years. Uh-huh. Matea Roach. They're doing a... Amy Schneider. This week that this podcast airs, like today's episode, mm-hmm. is going to be in the middle of Champions Week. So they're going to have all those great champions oh, wow. playing. Oh, this is Matea Roach, Amy Schneider, uh, the older dude who's a professor. I forget his name. Sam something. Sam something. Uh, this podcast sponsored by... <laughs> What channel is Jeopardy on? I don't even know. I, uh, I can tell you. Um, Merv, Gri- Merv Griffin Merv Productions. Griffin Productions. I no. know that um, um, CBS does. Um, Price is Right. Price is Right. I wanted to say Get Set for Life, which was a TV show I was on a long time ago. There you go. And I was like, I can't think of the name of it. You know what's funny is if you ever have the opportunity to watch some Canadian game shows, mm-hmm. they truly are the worst. <laughs> I don't. Do we have any? We used to have them when I was a kid, and it was like yeah. bumper stumpers where they'd look at like... They don't look... They don't age well. I'll say yeah. that. You'd look at like car license plate letters and numbers and figure out what it was supposed to be Oh my gosh. saying, and you'd win money on that, or Mad Dash, which was like a like a game of life board. You'd have to physically walk on different spaces and answer questions, and they were horrible, and... Just to bring it full circle before we end this episode, Alex Trebek, who was, of course, the beloved host of Jeopardy, mm-hmm. 
was from Sudbury, Ontario, mm-hmm. and he was the host of a game show called Pitfall. Oh, okay. And so what would happen is the contestants would be on the top of an elevator. Okay. So you'd be like the top like, picture. Is this a relaxing thing for people? It might be. Okay. And so what would happen is you would be on the top of an elevator and you'd have to cross like five or six elevators. And if you got the answer wrong, the elevator would go down a floor. And okay. as it went down, it would eat some of your time. Okay. And then you'd have to get it right in order for the elevator to come back up. Okay. So that you could continue walking on the top of these elevators. Interesting. It was called Pitfall. I've never heard of this. It was probably the best of the Canadian Pitfall shows. Pitfall was my favorite Atari game. Well, just in case anyone was wondering. Well, that was the show that Alex Trebek did. In Canada, I knew him before he was the host of Jeopardy. Wow. And having said that, our sh- our episode today that talked a lot about two two talk shows or two game shows in particular mm-hmm. is now done. Okay. I want to mention that we did reference Nima Karazi, the dear friend of the podcast. He has a great podcast as well. Tell us what it's called. It's called My Gastric Sleeve. And Michelle Miracle was on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. Who's his partner? And also our dear friend. Also, and she has an art company called Mishmash Art Stash. Probably know it because she was recently a guest on the podcast. Exactly. And there you go, Amanda. Well, I'm going to dream tonight of my big win someday on The Price is Right. In fact, I think they're casting, so I might actually fill out the form. Oh, here we go. It's it's like a sort of a New Year's resolution. It's a bucket. When people talk about a bucket list, that's mine to be on that show. There you go. Well, we hope that you have pleasant dreams of being on whatever lovely show you want to be on. And until next week, we hope you were able to listen, win, and sleep. 